Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and crap. Yeah, I hope everyone's recording because we started now. Excellent. Oh, I'm, I'm a, I miss our, our rambling cold opens. It's good. It's very good. Just as yeah. Lucy was rambling, I was opening up the Epic Store to make sure I'd, uh, I'd checked off both um, Inside and what was the other one? Celeste. Celeste on so, my account. Oh, just to ensure we did. Listeners, if you've got your Epic account you you actually gone into the epic game store you can get free games for at least the rest of the year i believe yeah every game that you already own get it again exactly on a you'll never play it on might as well did we, uh, did well, we but right. if you're not like all on top of new releases and you don't have the humble bundle then you might get a game that you don't yeah, already but do you have. think those people actually have or know of the epic game store uh Fortnite. Mm. Oh man, I should have dabbed there. That's true. I, I forgot about that. People who actually play Fortnite on PC. Yeah, I think that's actually their main. They'd have to go through the epic. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Cool. Mm, mm. Well, yeah. I've just looked, and Inside and Celeste are gone, so I've not included them in my library. I played them before, but they're not now in my epic library. Yeah, it switches over every. Five that years, sounds. I think pretty sub-epic. I know, I thought it was every Thursday, because it's occasionally popped up as we've been um, sat here recording. So I thought I had a little bit more time, maybe half an hour or so to be able to do it. But no. But what's, what's one the of game the games as we record? is Abzu. Oh, I have that one. Which I haven't yeah, played. Oh, oh in the end of no. the night. So I it not been free on PlayStation Plus by now? It may have done, but it may have been one of those months where I didn't, um, I didn't use it as such. I think uh, it's in Game Pass. I wonder if it's on PC. I don't uh, the other games, there's two games. And the other game is called The End Is Nigh, which I oh, haven't yeah. played I'd either. I'd like to play that, but I wouldn't want to play it on a PC, to be honest. Looks I mean, it's a all bit been platform- an exercise in futility for me, because I don't have Super Meat a PC that works. Yeah, looks like uh, Super Meat Boy. It's, it's by them, um, Team Meat, uh, and it's pretty much the same, like, platformer, as they call them. Yeah. Really hard precision uh, platformer. Which I'd want to play on a controller, not on PC. I think it's Two on Switch. Hey, just plug the fucking controller into no, the PC. No, I refuse. I tried doing that to play Transistor, and guess what? It didn't work. Oh, that's so. true, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh well. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably never play it anyway. I'll download it. Probably, probably never. Play it. <laughs> You're turning well, into me. I'm not in the mood for mm. platformers right now. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All of this talk of free games mm. leads very well into a segue into what I want to talk about this week. But we haven't opened any uh-huh. beers yet. We've got beers to 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 open and drink, and oh, yeah. <laughs> a small comment about homework we were meant to do. So, Lucy. What are, you, mm. what are you drinking this week? Um, water again, because I didn't make it to the beer <laughs> shop again. Ah, 
Oh dear. Um, yeah, I I didn't I didn't get that. I didn't want to get a ticket by parking out of um out of hours. That's fair. So I didn't manage to get to the beer shop. Ah yes. Yeah. Uh, this is our be a upcoming podcast on the Other Lives Network. Out of hours. The trials and tribulations of parking and not being able yeah. to buy things. Yes. But um, hopefully next week. No. I should be able to get there before we record on Thursday. Yeah, I've had a similar mm. week where I've just had no time to whip over to the bottle yeah. shop. But I have got a couple of beers from the supermarket, a couple of the newer Tesco ones again that um, mm. that I haven't tried yet. I've tried to be good over the last few weeks, and I haven't been drinking very much at all. Only really, you know, mm. on, the, on our Thursday evenings, a few at the weekend, but not very yeah. much... I've noticed I'm getting a bit sluggish in the mornings after I'm drinking. I'm definitely starting to feel my age a little bit. Yeah, you're right. You're a mutant. You can have that smirk on your face and not yeah. worry about things like this. So, Piss off, <laughs> uh, I mean, I was actually um, that smirk was actually. Ooh, that's definitely not the lifestyle choice I've been making, but probably should be making because <laughs> uh, uh, in what's becoming a little too much of a tradition. Uh, I definitely went to Beard this afternoon and had a beer with my lunch. And then went for drinks with friends and had a couple beers at Brew House and then came here. Well, at least somebody sank up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's that's been my role for a couple of weeks now. And just like, yeah. oh yeah, I drank a bunch. Well, the last week it was a fair few more than two or three. Hmm. Carry um, the torch. Yeah. Someone's got to. We need someone to. Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd lose our brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someone could just steal it out from under us. Um, we'd be supped up or something. Mmm. <laughs> Tipple. And just not advertising at all. No, it doesn't really work, does it? Um, no. So, saying that, I'm going to um, crack open from Vocation and Magic Rock a collaboration called Hang Loose, which is an epic West Coast IPA. This says, Get barreled by bombs of Cascade and Centennial hops and splat out that classic West Coast bitterness. Piney and fruity with plenty of juice. Expect gnarly swells of bodacious flavour. I mean, it just sounds fucking awful, doesn't it? Um, I mean, it's, it sounds like they're going for it. Surfer vibes, man. Mm, I mean, it's a, it's kind of a tie dye, a tie dye can oh, wow. as well. You know, it's seven percent. What was it? A West Coast, an, an epic West Coast IPA. Seven percent. It does have um, Cascade, Centennial, Chinook, and Citra in there. It's got extra, uh, extra pale and carrot as the malts, and that is it. it doesn't give me the yeast or any additional info. So I'm going to crack that open. How did you not use the Epic as the segue from the Epic Game Store talk? Because I hadn't read the can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I saw well, you... West Coast IPA and went, yeah, all right, cool. Well, I've got, um, while you pour that, I have from Half Acre Beer Company in Chicago, Illinois, Ooh. the Double Daisy Cutter Capra Double Pale Ale. It's got... Really bizarre oh, sort of vaginal wow. hand mm. tin art. Can you see that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't notice it until I held it up, and I was like, "Oh." I also may have misjudged which one to pour first, but this is a no real flavor text except for the eight percent alcohol by volume. Okay. I, I looked at the pale. That's and all the, you need to know. Yeah. So hopefully mm. this doesn't. My other beer, uh, spoiler alert, is a 6.6. 6, 
So I've I've also gone the 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 higher percentage route this week, um, but my second beer is a stout. So mm. I thought that was um, you know probably better for the for the second beer. So better than better. Hey. Mhm. Mm, this smells good. Very mm. very fruity on the nose. Tropical, bit sweet. Oh my god. There's something so else in there as well. I can't quite grasp at whether it's a whether it is a fruit that's just super um you know pushing through there something almost a bit that sweetness kicking through a little bit something almost a bit sort of sort of extra about that sweetness to it almost a bit sort of mm-hmm. bubble gummy almost a bit sort of candy-ish candy-ish like mm. what sorry do you just mean like fake fruit taste and sweetness almost it's it's kind of that um so you know, um, with with some used to get the bananary sort of flavours, yeah. and then you can get that kind of almost um, bubble gummy flavour. This is kind of a little bit sort of in between, almost almost like those um, like foam banana sort of sweets. You know, the little bananas you get. That oh, are, so, so uh, like that are like foamy kind of yeah. Mm. So it's got that on the nose. In the flavour, you are hit straight away with that bigger bitterness that kicks in straight away. It's it's unlike the beer last week, the Brewdog and Cloudwater, which was I think a New England IPA, which yes. was far too bitter for uh, for a New England IPA. This yeah. has that big sort of West Coast bitterness to it straight away. It also looks like it's opaque but not hazy. Yes, yeah, mm. not too hazy. A uh, little carbonated. The head sort of, you know, very very light. It does stick around on the glass a little. Very white head. Sort of a bit straw, maybe slightly orange in, in colour. But after that bitterness has started to started to pull away and allow the rest of the flavour to come through, those initial flavours I got on the nose are kicking in. So I am getting tropical fruits. I am getting a little bit of sweetness. Maybe not so much of the the estery, banana, bubblegummy kind of um, nose and that level of sweetness that I was getting um, yeah. from the nose. But... I'm just trying to three big swigs already. It's so so easy to go back, and they do they do oh, wow. creep in towards the end, um, but towards the end that bitterness does come back a little. So it's kind of you know that big bitter flavour straight from the start. It, it dies down a little bit, allows those tropical fruits to sort of kick through a little bit of sweetness, and then the bitterness almost has a, a tiny bit of a resurgence. And I think that's coming through with the dryness from this as well it's really really dry and uh, i think that's just exacerbated by the um well the bitterness is exacerbated by the dryness as well right towards the end so mm. it kicks back in and maybe that esteriness is there but it's not quite there enough to penetrate that bitterness perhaps mm. interesting yeah so there we go Adol. has the head gone down it has not a lot it's actually quite a Perseverant head, as if that was a regular mm. term. Oh, sorry. Uh, yes, we, I've, I've r- <laughs> run out of pint glasses in my house, so I'm, I'm having to use the poorly branded ones. Um, nose-wise, I'm getting actually mildly light, mangoey, tropical fruit, a hint of pine, just a hint of sort of that that mm-hmm. bitterness or that yeah that resininess mm. with pine, but mostly it's like a light. Tropical fruit with a with a ma- kind of like a dried mango versus a 
regular mangoes, mangoes, you don't get that punch of fruit, but you do get that concentrated sweetness. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Oh dear. Um. Hmm. Um. It's less fruity. Um. That that the carbonation you can definitely feel on the tongue. It's got quite a strong mouthfeel, but luckily it uh, it doesn't dry you out. Um. So it's mm-hmm. not wet, but like. Mildly bitter on the finish. Um, Can you taste that eight percent? No, actually. Uh, I was expecting something sort of with the sickly sweetness of an eight percent. It's yeah. kind of there now that I'm looking for it, but it's it's not present in the main taste. It's also quite light. Like mm, yeah, it, do, it doesn't look like yeah. like thick. Multi, yeah, and like it's, yeah, it's reasonably mm. translucent. You can see my finger for you video people um, mm. through the glass. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's quite light in presentation. It's um, again, it's it's a pale ale with some tropical notes. But again, they're not. They're actually, even though I thought I said the um, nose was kind of light but mangoey, it's even less so in the taste. Um, I definitely don't feel that sort of resinous knee note from the nose in the taste either. Uh, now that I've had a few sips and sat on it, it, it does dry a little out, um, mm-hmm. but not not a whole lot. Uh, it's, it's quite refreshing, um, and as L- Lucy's question pointed out, um, it, it's entirely deceptive on the 8%. Nice. Dangerous. Sounds good, even with the yeah. old can art. Yeah. Yeah, so I think my big thing is, um, yeah, I guess it's like a double pale ale that's just being a pale ale. Yeah. Like, it's doing all the pale ale things you want, and you can't tell it's a pa- double. So, like, mm-hmm. it's dangerous. Because mm. I could easily, let's see, again, the three quaffs, like, this yeah. isn't going to last long, but it's an 8% drink that I'm sort of not lasting long with. Mm. Um this is like a really good late summer beer like it's a thing you you know when it, it's hot out but kind of chilly like just have that on the patio with like a hoodie on mm-hmm. yeah. chef's kiss kiss dot jeff <laughs> <laughs> did you say jeff I actually said chef's give or something like that but yes I say chef's jeff chef's kiss oh god what, what are you? You're a, there's always, there's always one. Gift. There's always one I'm person. A gift girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I alternate. No, I think I say Jif more, but I, I'm not like attached to it. I get that it's yeah. either. Okay, yeah, so you're not, you're not one of I grew up saying Jif. Staunch Jifs. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you're, you're, you're right, but well, there's no right. Gif. Language like, is determined by use, not by dictate. Mm, true. Wasn't so there it's a both roguelike ways. or roguelite? Mm-hmm. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> lights are boring. <laughs> so the for next week is we're going to do a linguistic analysis of yeah. GIF versus GIF. <laughs> no, we won't. Which echoes yes, our sentiments from We've last week. We've got a linguist about... and a philosopher of language on <laughs> the team. You, you can just, you can just, you know. We've got take, no take marketing people. Out. We've got no marketing people to allow us to actually answer the question that that you posed last week. What could we do? To make beer more approachable, more open to everybody, 
Um, I don't know. Listen to the tank tap. We're pretty approachable. I mean, hmm. I guess the thing that we sort of missed, uh, for my recollection of all of the things we said last week is hazier than my beer. Um, so uh, I was surprised by the number, 17% of, uh, of beer drinkers are female. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, I, th- I thought it was more. Uh, and I think we've seen moves by, um, you know, like the, the camera article about like, well, what if we like said, don't do these type of things. And we talked, yeah. episode <laughs> insert here, um, we talked about some of the really objectionable advertising that was sort of called out and some of the moves that have happened. And I think it's a slow road, right? Like if you've grown mm. up in this environment where beer is objectifying you and thus sort of pushing you outside of the, the aim, then it's going to take a while to uh, mm. beer not doing that for you to think maybe this mm. is a thing. And maybe it's a lost cause because it's not like beer is the only drink out there and you've already developed your tastes. Um, but I do think it's interesting that, I mean, anecdotally, um, when I've seen, like, places do fancy gin and, like, we've got this whole, like, craft gin movement, I see yeah. like, I, I see way better gender parity on that. And I think it's just because it's it, – gin is, like, yeah, a standard drink, but, like, craft gin is so unique and I haven't seen any sexist advertising. And it's really billed as, no, this isn't this isn't your, your daddy's or your mommy's gin that I think mm. they have this like fresh start that somehow craft beer because it's been more orga- organic movement and less immediate we, mm. we've just had the same cycles of advertising feeding into it even if um, yeah. even if the craft brewers weren't doing that it's still very much the beer market they're, mm. they're trying to tie into the same beer market where it feels like craft gin was trying to do something new and that made it mm. novel and less objectionable based on advertising yeah, and it, 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 as you say, it's kind of it's sort of the evolution of sort of the craft beer movement coming from perhaps sort of like the smaller breweries and things, which were trying to chase the trends of bigger breweries, you know, ten however many years ago, and everyone has started to move into this. And it, you'll have, uh, you know, a lot of the people brewing in in craft breweries now won't be sort of new to this in the last few years. It'll be people that have brewed for bigger places. Uh, people that brew for medium-sized places that have gone on to do their own thing, they've already got some experience in this, and possibly have a you know a certain way of, of doing things, a certain way of thinking. I, I think we're breaking out of that now quite well. Um, you don't see so many um, sort of breweries and crappy breweries making these sort of faux pas or having you know ridiculous names that um that do alienate some people um it's it it, it does seem like that this that it is going in the right direction at least and at, you know at some points people are called out because perhaps they have a, a sexist um you know name for their beer i as you said adult i can't remember what episode it was but there was that article that came up about a brewery that had like all of their beers were named after different women of hair colour. So they had like blonde something, brunette something, kind of something the red, redheaded. The redheaded one was particularly like yeah, redheaded yeah. slut or something and, like that. Like it and was... you know, they were they were kinda of, they were called out about it and I don't know whether they changed anything. Who knows? But I would imagine a lot less people drink their beer if they are so inclined to do so by knowing that they don't want to support that kind of practice. Fully, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think and, it's uh, it's, mm. it's 
like you said, it's going to be a long slog. Hmm. Um, but also, I think it's important to remember that, like, our generation isn't the only generation going on, and so like new. Oh, this sounds awful, but new new adults um, will be introduced to alcohol in a very different way, and so like from a marketing perspective. Um, I mean, we should be like the if we all put a conservative front of openness and you know advertising that had people of all kinds of demographics, and you know weird cans that are interesting. I mean, hand vagina notwithstanding, um, uh, you know, at the very least, it seems like something that is interesting, and mm-hmm. so we might not see that number change for people who are already adults and already drinkers. Sure, um, but like. The reason why it's important for the camera and other people to like push back on these things is because that's how you destigmatize, and it's not some of these stigmas won't will last for someone's life, but like they're not the only people in the market, and I think there might not be a lot. We like we sort of brainstormed how how could you possibly destigmatize this or um, make it seem less shitty to to women, um, and it's probably the current women drinkers. It's going to be really hard not to do not to say we shouldn't try but like the key is to change the environment such that going forward this isn't the default that people see mm. yeah and just as consumers like just don't make assumptions like if you see if you like go to a festival and you see like two brewers are uh, well two people that are standing it's a man and a woman like to assume there that she's just there to help assume that maybe she could be the brewmaster or yeah you know, absolutely yeah, very much so you know, if you're going out for drinks with your friends, don't look around the table, say, oh, what beer do you want to all your guy friends, and say, what do, you, do want? you drink beer to your, mm. you know, female friend or something like that. Yeah, just small steps, you know. It's, That's very Just true, change yeah. your, yeah, just change the way you approach people and how you view people and stuff like that. It's And, like, especially with <laughs> these the mm. sort of more crafty bars and stuff, like asking mm. for advice, like, oh, what do you think, what do you recommend to mm. you know whomever is at there at the bar or especially if they're you know a non-standard beer drinker or whatever it's like well yeah because mm. someone will overhear that but also that reaffirms their place and they won't they're less likely to be pushed out because like that article uh, also talked about like how even women who sort of enter the um, craft brewing and beer um, arena arena is a bad word um <laughs> Area, uh, what am I talking about? What field? Industry. Um, yeah, uh, industry. Sure. Um, get some get drummed out because of rampant sexism on both sides, and so like part of it is holding the advertising to account, but also the the, the service uh, where you, we usually get our end to end beers, and also the, the brewers themselves and their environment. So when someone says this is shitty and toxic, we should probably inform the brewers that's not something we're willing to support or something along sure. those lines. <laughs> but um, just as a nicer note, like places I go to, you know, there's there's always usually an equal split between like, you know, um, male and female drinkers there. But that's because I'm usually going to the World smaller places. places. Yeah, and, um, you know, not not so much as y- y- your um, high street or local, you know, traditional pub. Um, but yeah, so. As I was saying last week, that 17% might seem low, but 
I think that's just more of a reflection that craft beer is also a low part mm. a portion of like the overall you know beer consumption some consumption yeah like yeah i think you're right i mean big, I big beers still like what well, it's got to be like 70 percent of that market still so that's probably why yeah and the, but the, the, it's the, like <laughs> yeah at the same time it's like you know people ask oh you like beer you drink beer and stuff like that and you know, if they're female, I wouldn't go and tell them to start drinking Carling or anything like that. I'd say, nope, stick to your feminine drink of whatever wine because it's <laughs> got to be darn sight better than, you know, Foster's. I mean, so. <laughs> I will contest that claim in that there are a lot of bad wines out there too. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Course, yeah. But it can't but... be as bad as Foster's, surely. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Trust me, it can be worse. There, there well, are wines yeah, that, like yeah. house wines and bars, that but, taste like vinegar. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, I mean part. Well. Actually, that's mm. a good point, which is, um, and it's a bit of a so socioeconomic status thing as well, mm. which sucks. But like, um, mm. kind of the idea should be promoting the fact that there are good drinks out there mm. in all mm. kinds of fields, and but, it's yeah, worth seeking out and trying different right, things. Yeah. And none I think of people them know there's gendered. good wine. Sorry. Yeah, I think people. I think most people know that there's good and bad wine. Yeah. I think most people, you know, me as a non-wine drinker, I know there's good quality wine and bad quality wine. I think most people who don't drink beer just think all oh, beer is beer. Yeah. I don't think there's mm. oh, good quality beer. Yeah. So made by smaller, you know, microbreweries. They probably just think Carling. Well, I mean, yeah, you you can kind of see this in the change. Is it um, is it Carlsberg, who have just sort of mm. changed their recipe? They have um, they've got sort of um, they've got Mads um, advertising. Mikkelsen? Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen <laughs> advertising. I was just going to say I was just going to say Mads because everyone knows who he is. Um, they got Mads Mikkelsen advertising, and they basically had an ad an ad where he was on um, like a jetty into a lake. And he was like, "This is the new Carlsberg or whatever." And someone says, "Like, oh, what happened to the uh, to the last brewer?" And you just just cuts to the lake. You just see sort of like bubbles coming up from that. You know, they're trying to change their image a little bit. You know, that isn't gender specific. It, it's kind of more well, aiming towards like the discerning drinker. You know, you want quality. This is now what we're trying to give you. We're trying I mean, to give you a better quality than what we used to be giving to you. And obviously, they have the money to be able to to do some kind of big advertisement like that. But I'm going to push back and say that, like, Mads Mikkelsen, as like a very strong male hetero figure on a journey. Yeah. Like, that's that's speaking to men. (laughs) Which is probably the worst game to compare. Like, oh, how do we make things more equal for women? (laughs) Maybe that comes out in like a month. Death Stranding is probably. Yeah, but Death Stranding is probably. Yeah. We we don't yeah. need we don't need women because we have backpacks. That yeah, I I I mean, I go up and I go back and forth with that game, but <laughs> I was just it was like, yeah, just watching that I was like, this is this is gonna be gross and this is gonna be like I, I, it, it, I mean the vagina bomb was bad enough. Yeah. This is probably gonna be on a whole new level. Mate, it's gonna and then be I just super saw him interesting. On a mushroom, and I was like, mm. okay, I'm kind of back on board. <laughs> it's like. It's going to be probably degrading to all of the female uh, species, but can piss on a mushroom, so there you go. I just want to see who else is in those like holographic pods as well. They've got Jeff Keighley. 
Who else is mm. there? What other celebrities have has he it's fucking scanned in? <laughs> it's only Jeff. Just thousands of Jeffs everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, that's why it's a hologram. That's why it's a hologram, <laughs> so it can be everywhere. Oh, no. <sighs> he did my absolute um, I... fucking head in on the opening night live of Gamescom. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, no, he's, Jeff, um, just... I just, I just, I just a, don't get it. He's a good man. Oh, we'll he is. Oh, absolutely. He can, be, he can be grating, but he's. He is. He is. He he does a lot mm-hmm. to try and make gaming more approachable. You know, I think more, uh, yeah. talking about approachability, he, games, he yeah. is someone who tries to make gaming much more approachable. He loves games. He tries as hard mm-hmm. as he can to bring more people in, to do a lot of events and things like that, to try and draw people. He makes them sort of as varied and diverse as he possibly can. Like that is a man working to make yeah. gaming more approachable. Is there a you know, is there a parallel in, in the beer market? Is there anyone out there that's kind of that at least has that same level of sort of status within the I industry? Don't think we have, just because like in the nature of beer there even if there's a fantastic like Who's the main brewer at Cloudwater? Paul. Bill. There we go. <laughs> but like my my point is like No, it is Paul. <laughs> I just said Bill. Yeah. That was the name. But but like well, no, most sorry, people William. won't know that, right? Like because games have part of their advertising is the cult of personality of the director or the main developer or the creator mm-hmm. or the creative director or whatever you want to call these roles. And like Beer just doesn't have that. It's not that type of good. So, like, we're never going to have someone who can play that type of role. Yeah. Because yeah. the best we can I, do I, is, like, someone like Brewdog having an advertising campaign that is like, hey, fuck all this stupid stereotyping. We Here's a bunch of beers, and, and you might like one of them. Why don't you try this six-pack of three or four play flavors? Mm. Like... So, like, when I talk to people who are like, yeah, I don't like beer, regardless of their gender, um, I, I my first thing I say is, I can find a beer you like. doesn't mean you yeah. have to drink this from now on, but I guarantee mm-hmm. you there is a beer that you will like. There's a beer Because there's beer for everybody. everyone. Because Absolutely. Because it's a super diverse landscape, mm-hmm. and it's only getting better. Um, Again, and I know people I, who yeah. are like, I don't really like beers, but, like, what I really like is, like, midsummer because the sours come out, and I will drink those on a patio every day of the damn week. And yeah. then I'll go back to whatever I drink normally because I can't get those regularly. And that, mm-hmm. that to me, is showing that, like, our seasonal moves aren't great, but I get it. But also, like, yeah, there's a beer for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And I, just, to, just to echo that, I had the um, lost and grounded uh, Brooklyn Brewery collaboration, which is in Tesco's, which is a dry hop sour. Oh. Um, I tasted it, and I'm like, ooh, that's, it's, it's, it's edging on, like, a brute... IPA like super vinous it kind of it mm. has that fizz to it and I just instantly looked at Kim and said try, have, try this you will like this and she mm. had a you know she had a little sip she's like oh that's, that's quite nice and then she had a big swig she was like yeah I do yeah. like that yeah it's, 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 you know uh, Kim is not someone Ten who bottles later. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I, Kim's I standard same... drinking practice yeah okay that's <laughs> I had the same thing with a couple of different friends. Um, when I lived in Calgary a million years ago, um, the Kensington Wine Market had a standard selection of Lambics. And people were like, well, I kind of like, you know, fruitier cocktails and fruity drinks. I'm like, guarantee you will like one of these things. And they're like, wait, what? This is beer? I'm like, yeah, this is beer. Because mm. 
lambics are great and they're great in the summer and they don't taste like regular beer but they are beer and they, and if you want something fruity and I mean it's actually I think the better version of what juice bombs in like not this summer but the yeah. summer before we're trying to do is get that mm. market but it's like yeah. yeah I get you can't get those easily because good lambics are basically only imported from Belgium but like that, again it just sort of proof that even if you can't find it it doesn't mean there isn't a taste there and Maybe this is this is the thing we need to do. The new campaign of there's a beer for everyone. Hashtag. That's right. I don't know how to hashtag. I did it at the end. Do it. Yeah, put it at the end. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, do you put it at the start of the end? Yeah. Like, yeah. Do, do it in the, the, the middle. Yeah. We're not millennial. There's a hashtag beer for that everyone. Not yeah. um, but like, <laughs> if I mean, most people who listen to our podcast tend to be um, big fans of craft beer and maybe beer evangelists. And maybe that's the message that like, Instead of being like, how do we get a specific demographic, push the idea that there is no demographic. Yeah. There's only tastes. Mm. I don't care what your taste is. There's a good beer for you out there. Mm. Mm. And then I quit trying to find a job in philosophy and became a beer marketer. <laughs> do it. I do mean, it. if there was a, if there was like a industry like, like, so in Canada, we have like the milk industry where they like literally put adverts on TV for milk because they all got in together as a collaboration to advertise milk. Okay. If we had one for this beer, I would place. work for them and I would kick ass. But we don't have a, a, a beer syndicate or whatever you want to call it. Mm. Mate, is that the is that the milk in bags? I mean, oh, and, yeah. and cartons. Okay. Have you been listening to Game Scoop when they talked about the like milk bags? Well, yeah, that was, mate, no, that was, I, that was I, years I ago. That was months bags. ago, wasn't it? Was it? <laughs> I grew up with milk yeah. bags. Was like, that was yeah, the cheapest way to get weird. milk, and we weren't we didn't have a lot of money growing up. Like. I mean, so the thing is, you bought this you plastic container that you put the bag in. Yeah, that's so weird. And, and then that sat in the <laughs> fridge. It's like you just ha- you're just giving people udders at that point. But, but <laughs> actually, <laughs> but I mean, when you think about it, though, Lucy, like it's minimal packaging. Also, and all you audio only listeners, you need to find that's that true. YouTube moment right now of, of Ben utter feeding himself. Jiffet. It's utterly Jiffet. entertaining. <laughs> oh, Jiffet, mate. <laughs> Jiffet all. So, oh. let's uh, move yeah. on. Let's move on from what we're talking about. Beer for about. everyone. That's the move. That, yeah, good. At yeah, any time, assume someone is interested or could be interested. And treat beer as if it's for everyone. And milk out of any vessel's good. <laughs> yeah. Just like water. Yeah. You can have it out of a measuring jug, a, a you know, That's cup, we all had glass, when we were younger, yeah. a bowl. Milk and water. Yeah, I don't really exactly. drink milk. No, I, I don't either. I like to, but it's like, it does weird things to me if I drink too much. Oh, like, okay. Mm. That's a whole... Because I would just drink it by the carton. And then it's like, yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Lucy. That's twice now you almost made me spit tear. Uh, just see you. Just all just pouring down you as you're just okay. fucking necking so, it back. I will say this. Growing up, my my mum was a big advocate of, like, milk helps you grow propaganda. Probably from the fucking helps, milk commercials. Now that I think exactly. of <laughs> they worked. Um, but so I... I had a huge metabolism, really high, and so I would take, like, a carrier bag of food every day, Mm. and in there, it was always a half liter of milk, and I'll be damned if, like, 99% of the days, I just cracked that half liter carton and just pounded it in one swig. Yeah, milk's great. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes it was chocolate milk. Ooh. I mean, that's also good. It's It's like the stouts, isn't it, just for the winter. chocolate milk than regular milk, though. Oh, God. You can't chug chocolate. You've got to savor that. 
No. Like a milkshake. I, w- I was just inhaling everything I could so that my body would continue to operate. <laughs> Good. By the time so... lunch came around, I was done the carrier bag by eating in, in class to the chagrin of my uh, teachers. And then I would probably buy food. <laughs> and I was rail thin. Just keep going. Just keep yeah, going. Just like, keep eating. Keep food chugging. Break. Consume, consume, consume. Nice. Oh, I'm nice. a capitalist at heart, aren't I? <laughs> we all knew it. That's oh. what happens when I've been drinking and I have had that much 8%. You have to stop me rambling, Ben. Another cultist at heart Cut is Batman. <laughs> I've been playing Batman um, Arkham Knight. Oh, the Telltale. Oh, uh, no, uh, not the bye. Telltale game. Sorry, um, I can't condone this. Mate, um, it's free. It's free on PS Plus. <laughs> that doesn't mean anyone should play it anyway. <laughs> but a... Arkham, Arkham Asylum, fantastic game. Absolutely fantastic game. Arkham City, yeah, good. Expanded on what uh, Asylum had done a little bit and made it a little bit more open world. Took those elements Which and kind of played around good, with it. A but bit. I think the open worldness of uh, City made it uh, like the tightness of the Asylum made it a better game because it was still open world. Absolutely. Small. Like, I think oh, good open world games have a small footprint. Is what I've decided over the past five yes. years of. Expanded, expanded open world. Mm. Concentrated goodness. Absolutely. Yeah, that, City was the obvious uh, trajectory that they were going to go yeah. on. It's just, Asylum was better. Yeah, but I mean, we went from it. But they're two yeah. different genres as well. Like, Asylum is a Metroidvania. City yeah, kind of, of sort of took those bits and then just went, yeah, but go anywhere you want. Mm. Like, oh, okay, yeah. sure. Okay. Okay. Um, Arkham Knight. I haven't played very much of. I already hate the the Batmobile sections, as as it was decried by everyone that ever played it when it came out. Yep. Project Gotham but. Racing, mate. <laughs> hey, Gotham, mate, bad. why not? It's fucking, might as well make it the same, sure. Um, I have one thing worse than the Batmobile in Batman Arkham Knight, and that is the fucking rain. It rains <laughs> fucking continuously. <laughs> And all I can see is fucking rain. Just these so little. Is this a game problem? You should be used to fucking this. Everywhere, or is this a mate? lack of escapism problem? Like, just are you just angry that you here. can't escape from Britain? No, no, it's not that. It's not Gotham's that. In Britain, it's just, you know? it's just like a. It's, Gotham's in Surrey. <laughs> it's on the. It, it is Ipswich, isn't it? It's just on the flats yeah. of where fucking Ipswich is. Um, after Brexit, it will. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, my God. Boris Johnson I mean, is a joker. Well, <laughs> to be fair, he is a fucking clown. No so. That's why I said it. Yeah. Um, but the, the, my big issue is that it's almost like the, like the noise filter has been you know, super turned up. Like you've got some kind of grainy effect going on. This rain just hammers and hammers and hammers away when you're in the, you know, when you're outside, and it just gives you this weird effect across the screen that is really, really off-putting. Um, you know, the Batmobile flies along at ridiculous sort of speeds. It's, it's super unruly, super, un- you know, you can control it a little bit, but it's it's the controls on it aren't great. But with the added level of that rain just smashing down, like what the fuck is going on? Where am I going? And I can see why they've added this stupid, um, you know, arrows, these blue arrows that appear oh, on yeah. the ground to tell you where you've got to go. You can't fucking see anything. 
It's it's yeah. it's insane. It's absolutely Are ridiculous. Are the arrows green? No, they're blue. They're they're like sort of neony light kind of blue. Oh, they they could have done a nice little Easter egg. Green arrow. Yeah. Um, is he in the game? Could be. Who cares? Yeah. Who knows, um, mate? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know how long. So gonna... you haven't got that far. Yeah. No, I mean I don't know how long I'm gonna play it. I've got to a certain story it's... mission. I've only played maybe like an hour and a half, two hours, something like that. That's, that's more than. But uh, yeah, I don't know how. That's the length of a good game. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. It's a yeah. bad game. It's it's bad. The the worst thing about it, what makes it so bad, is that the good parts are incredible. It's that Batman that we all yeah. know and love. Yeah. Like when you're just in a room, you know, swinging gargoyles to gargoyle, going, you know, under vents and stuff like that, mm. and, under grates, and taking out like a room full of bad guys and you know the the combat as well that's when it's at its best absolutely but those moments are few and far between and it's just batmobile after batmobile after oh, batmobile and there's all the story missions somehow involve the batmobile oh <laughs> get into this room to do the good part but no you have to use the batmobile first uh, yeah you're you gonna, have to you're gonna the, break the, open the, the wall or pull something yeah. down yeah i can see how that was it's a bad yeah. game it's got it's got such high highs but the lows are the worst thing in the world and i hate that game and it's bad and it's awful nobody should play it delete off your hard drive delete from the face of the universe the pc version was bad the batmobile controls are bad the Default one controls are worse. You should change the controls if you ever go mm. back to it. No, don't. And it's just, I mean, apparently the <laughs> ending, you know, the the reveal of this Arkham Knight geezer is just crap as well. And it's like, I never got that far, but it's just a bad game. It sounds <laughs> like Rosie wants to rename the game <laughs> Bad Man Arkham Knight. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really bad. It's, it, mm, I had such high hopes for that game, and it's so disappointing. Uh, the grappling hook couldn't quite it, it's, catch. It, yeah, but I'm still looking forward to see what Rocksteady does. Please do not make it. Yeah, I mean, I think game, I think the but, big um, problem was um, they felt yeah, trapped in their success, but they didn't quite know what people didn't like about their expansion. But also, probably they just wanted to do something different and thought they could. Yeah, with a balance. And I think like, I don't blame great the developers that for trying. No, but they it just sucks that the way that the market forces work. <laughs> It would be way better if they just didn't make another Batman game. And they did something new. Yeah. I I get it. And the Batmobile seemed cool up to a certain point. But when you're justifying its existence, which it doesn't need to, because they're using it in, like, combat on the streets, combat with, you know, puzzles. Yeah, it's, it's shoehorning never races. works. Thing, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Even if the Bat shoehorning it, justifying its existence. And there's no need for it to do that. Uh, yeah, I mean the rain's enough to turn me off, but everything you said it just sort of solidifies <laughs> that that feeling. I might give it. I might. Oh, give that's it hilarious! Sort of... The rain and then solidification. So really, we iced Cause, it because uh... it, it came on Game Pass uh, in August, I think, mm. and it was like uh, earn an achievement in Batman and you get three hundred Microsoft reward points. I was just like, no. And you, you value those. Money. You love your reward points, mate. Jesus. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> I mean, how if, if, if anything is an indictment, that is Lucy <laughs> being like, yeah. "Nope, this game's not nope. worth me doing anything worth... for nope. three hundred points." Oh, nope. okay. Let's move on from from Batman. I think you missed a trick when you didn't call it 
bad man Arkham shite as well. Um, oh, yeah. I was too preoccupied when you were talking about how it didn't control very well. I was thinking, oh, like, it kind of steers like a pig, so it's a pig, so it's like got ham racing, and I just didn't have it in me to say that. Uh, but that, I missed the shite. You're right. Right, let's open up another beer. I'm ready to, to, to drink something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I've got another um, another beer from the new Tesco range. This is from Wildcard Brewery. Um, if listeners or and, and you two remember, I drank the um, the newer Wildcard Brewery beer that went into Tesco last time they yeah. did a, a launch, and I really really liked it. So this one I don't think was in the was in Tesco when I went and picked up those those previously, but this is a raspberry chocolate donut stout a rich dark stout with fresh raspberries it doesn't tell me the hops it just says water barley oats water barley wheat oats raspberry cocoa nibs hops yeast it's a naturally hazy beer and it's 5.8 percent hmm. and the can has a donut and some symbols hmm. some stuff nice hanging around hmm. on it do for stout, you know. Mate, yeah, I, I know exactly. Exactly. I did yeah. see that um, that bottles and books had got in a stout from a collaboration stout from North Brewing Company and someone else that isn't quite coming to my mind at the moment. Who was someone in the from? east, west, or south. But <laughs> hey, uh, but I, I I knew that I wanted to go to the box shop and get it, and when I didn't find any time this week, I'm like, I, 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 it's on my mind now. I want a stout. I need a stout. I really want, really want one. And as soon as I saw this, I'm like, yes, I will instantly pick this up. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm having that. Adol. I'm having the hand-selected Cloudwater CY18 Simcoe. Ah. Uh, <clears throat> last year, we traveled to Yakima to hand-select hops at source for the second time. And working with YACH, we secured some of the best lots we've had. I don't know how to read. The best lots we've had the privilege of using. <laughs> we've developed a series of six DDH IPAs to share the fruits of hand selection with you, and this iteration fe- features Simcoe. The aroma and flavor are gently f- swirl the glass and inhale both quickly and deeply. Take several mouthfuls, swirl in your mouth, taste, and experience the smell of exhaling. So I guess they're just telling you how to deal with aroma and flavor? Yep. Body mm-hmm. is also now. descriptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is, oddly, there's more text on how to taste the beer than anything mm-hmm. else. I'm assuming it's a single um, hop Simcoe 6.5% DDH IPA. Cool. Yeah, so they had a couple there, and I was like, but they're like six quid a pop. And I was like, nah. Ooh, yeah, I was like, oh, I can't afford Cloudwater anymore. <laughs> I'll buy one. Yeah, Cloudwater's <laughs> usually, yeah, they have been going up in grocery recently. Mm. Yeah, I've just been I've sticking to Arbor. Can't go wrong with Arbor. I know, so mate. I know, like, £2.53 a can for a pint. They're, they're, they're cheaper than the breweries that are in Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> the cans, like, Big brew cans go for like five, six pounds. Yeah. It's like, you got this from down the road. <laughs> I suppose that's the economies of scale as well, isn't it? Um, probably, yeah, probably. So I'm instantly hit 
from this um, wildcard stout by that raspberry. You're getting a lovely, sharp, tart raspberry on the nose, followed up by a little bit of dark chocolate as well. It kind of it merges very well through those two sort of um, flavors. You can pick them out, but yeah, it just it, 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 one of them sort of seeps into the other one really well on the nose. Um, obviously, it's a stout. It's super dark. It's got a, a lovely sort of um, almost brownish sort of head, slightly darker head as well, um, which was very, very frothy when I poured it. Um, but it has since sort of almost disappeared, really. But... Ooh. I mean, yeah. Very similar nose to flavor instantly getting that raspberry it is nice and tart got a little bit of sharpness to it and then the chocolate kicks in it's sort of this dark chocolate it's it's very light it's really super thin as well it doesn't have any yeah. kind of viscosity to it at all um i'd expect that this is quite i mean 5.8 percent is not a lot yeah, yeah. it's got a little bit of texture to it sort of towards um, towards the back end, sort of, it goes down quite quite nicely, and then you get that little bit. You know, when you got you have sort of a milkshake, and you're right at the bottom of it, and it's all a little mm. bit sort of liquidy, and then you get a little bit of solidified. So that's kind of yeah. how this feels, but it flows very nicely from raspberry into chocolate, a, a nice dark sort of roasted chocolate in there. Uh, very simple, and that's kind of all it's doing really. Mm. Um, with that with that thinness to it. It's um, it just doesn't give you that kind of like that big sort of flavour. Uh, the last thing impression I'm getting from this is very much that tart sort of raspberry that sticks around for a long time, and it, again, it's not very dry. Complete opposite to the to the last beer. This is lasting for a lot longer than the um, than the West Coast IPA. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it's it's yeah, it's it's really nice as a stout, especially as uh, like a three pound stout to be able to buy in the supermarket. This is spot on. I mean, you Damn, you, yeah. you would have to like that slight tartness that the raspberry gives you, sort of right at the beginning, to to be able to drink right. this. You know, it's not just a stout um, with just those roasted chocolate coffee sort of flavors in there. Very much hits yeah. that raspberry. Um, I don't know whether donut idea is coming in i don't know what... i'm assuming they mean like a raspberry don't don't well, like a, or something like yeah that. But like a maybe like a pastry sort of thing mm. coming in perhaps but i'm not quite picking up on that so, um, so how are the malts on that i mean malts i mean so we've had these pale ales uh, previously tonight and uh usually stouts tend to be a little more malt forward is there anything where stuff um or, or or is it one of those stouts that's <coughs> It's doing its stouty things, but nothing. I, I, yeah, yeah. I think that that comes with the with the thinness as well. That it is right. just a very simple um, sort of hard back kind of flavour. It is that raspberry. It is that chocolate, and that's kind of it, really. That's sort of all I'm getting from this. Um, you know, the chocolate comes in, but then fades away and just allows that that raspberry sort of tartness just to linger for absolutely ages, and that is kind of it. There's not much more going on with this. Uh, I don't know whether this, the viscosity um, would have had any effect on that. Maybe if they'd have made something slightly thicker, whether I'd have got a little bit more of the malt sort of 
coming through. Um, I don't know. Don't brew beer. But. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's nice. It's nice. It's very, very pleasant, especially for the sort of the, the, the darkening evenings. And it's not quite yeah, wet and windy yet. But yeah. Yeah. This is definitely. It's not a winter stout, absolutely. It's definitely a sort of an autumnal sort of stout, something a little bit thinner, something that has a. A certain kick to it with that with that raspberry but not something that you're going to see you know it's not like a sort of like a honeycomb stout or something like that it doesn't have that warming sort of nature right. to it yeah um it's very much an end of summer autumn sort of stout so placed very well for for, for now when i'm drinking it when it's released yeah. in tesco so yeah happy with that um, so Similar coloration, slightly less orange, a little more yellow, uh, but mm. super opaque. Uh, yeah. It poured a little, well, you can kind of see the remnants on the head, um, but I mean, I think that might have been just a, a bad pour. Um, so we've got like a few millimeter, milliliters of, um, of head lasting for a minute, but other than that, it's quite calm. Mm. Oh, interesting. I say this because... It, its nose is very similar to the previous beer. Okay. I'm getting okay. more more of the fruity, less dried mango, but mango off the nose. Um, I mean, I guess that's not super surprising. Simcoe has sort of those tropical moments. Um, yeah, there's something else there. I can't quite pick it out. Um, I forgot to show you the can. It's a can. It's cloud water. It's kind of actually nice architecturally busy yeah they've changed that they've changed their sort of their, their styling on a lot of their newer stuff and they? they've taken photos rather yeah. than that kind of um you know that grungy kind of um you know just effects type of yeah. texture what, what of i thing. don't like is like they had a graphics designer clearly like do this really interesting very like intricate um right angled pattern grid like mm-hmm. and then They've just sort of slapped all this tasting text on top in a way that makes it hard to read. Yeah. But also, like, mm. like that's awful. These tasting mm. notes yeah. on top of this, like, lovely yellow grid, just, I don't know, it seems like two different people were working on it in a, in a way that was suboptimal. Yeah. Makes all the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. To be honest, they don't need that bottom half of that flavor text, usually. Yeah, I mean... So, so for those of you on the video, um, that's there. We took a trip, but nothing about this specific one except it's like we took a trip. It's Simcoe, and then all this stuff is this is how you taste a beer. Mm. And it's like, well, did you have to slap that on? It's so hard to read anyway, and mm. it's ruining your graphic design. Um, this is a really tasty beer. Unlike um, oh, super good. simple, that's what super easy mm. to read. Yeah. Just flows around from that very solid color. That was a pretty count. Yes. Um, so I will say that I mean I'm not surprised because of Simcoe, but you, that sort of piney resonant resiny sort of notes are there much more. I mean are here in this beer. They weren't really there in the nose, but uh, you've got mm. that pininess to offset the fruitiness. Um, again, it's much more arboreal than fruity. Um, it's really tasty. It's it's thinner. Well, it's actually just as thin, but because it's less carbonated, it feels waterier. But I think it's just because of the lack of bubbles. Mm. Um, 
because that pininess is more forward, you get a sense of bitterness as well. Like this is a not like in your face bitter, but it, it's bitter from start to finish, and it's sort of a low level standard curve of bitterness. But as the other flavors, especially the sort of mangoey fruitiness, fade, you're like, oh, this is pretty bitter. Um, also, so the mouthfeel is still wet, but because of that bitterness, it, it, it's making me reach for it sooner. Mm-hmm. So I don't, it's not drying my mouth out, but the bitterness is so strong that I'm like, oh, I kind of, I don't want to feel this bitter. I want to go back to the trough and, and get, um, get that, that fruity punch, just, even though it's sort of just there in the four mid four, yeah. um, taste. Uh, which means I suspect I'll be drinking this one quicker because I like the mango playing off mm. the resiny pine and the pine stays and the mango leaves. Mango mm-hmm. leaves. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I think I'll be drinking this one quicker because uh, it just it has a, it's a little more unbalanced in that way. Okay, that makes sense. Good, good. So, beers number two are cracked and being drunk. Lucy. Oh, Lucy, how's your water? <laughs> oh, slightly warm now. I'm, oh, I'm, I have to say, I didn't mention earlier, but um, it's in a glass. Yeah, it's in a pint glass. I know, mm. but... W- I, I've changed my ways. I'm, I'm, I miss, I miss <laughs> the, like the measuring, measuring cup. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> this was... Um, just in arm's reach. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, so so just to put the it in perspective, closest why, vessel. <laughs> to put this in perspective, of why I'm not actually haranguing you is, uh, I have a sink in my room, as you can see in the background, mm. um, and because of that, my soda stream, because I'm addicted to bottle, bubbles, is in my room. I don't even bother getting cold, like chilling the water before <laughs> bubbling it, because what I need is an instant vector. So laziness is by far my, my win. <laughs> Like, I literally take this, put that there, bubble it up, drink it. It's not super cold, but it's cold from the tap, and that's better than having yeah. to go downstairs to the kitchen. Oh, yeah. That's the, thing. That's the one good thing about winter. The water at the tap is instantly cold. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this all summer long. Bob with no ice seat. and, yeah. Good stuff. Absolutely. So, Lucy, along with your vessel of mm. water of choice for this week, mm. what have you yes. brought to discuss I have brought the mobile games corner. Ooh. Yes. Because I've only been playing <gasps> mobile games. Oh, um, we need a jingle yes. for that. Uh, oh, yes. It's the mobile games corner. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> mobile games are good. Very good. Um, could talk about um, Agent A, Chapter 5. Ben, did you finish it? I did finish it, yeah. Yeah. Um. That, this has been a game that has been um, incrementally released um, over five chapters over the last five years. They've uh, taken their time, shall I say? Absolutely. Um, but they released, a, yeah, they released the whole game in one package, one big package on I think Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch. Maybe PC. Not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but PC. Ben, you um, hopped on board. It's probably over a year ago now. Yeah, um, I think I think episode three had just come out when I mm. when I started playing. Yeah, I I started it from episode one all the way back in was it 2015? Yeah, this is what this but, says um, 2015. I went to look for the um, yeah. went to look for the developer's um, name mm-hmm. and I can see yeah 28th of October 2015. So almost mm-hmm. four years ago. Yeah. How was 2015 um, four years ago? I don't know. Um, but 
God. Anyway. Lots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is time? But <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I've been playing it um, in you know dribs and drabs. Mm. It's probably not the most ideal way to play it because um, they, they did do a decent enough job from carrying it over from one episode into another. Um, me and you played it on mobile devices, yeah. and it's free on mobile devices, so that's that's cool. I think you can probably purchase it on mobile, but um, but yeah, they spiffed up the spiffed it up and you know made it into a complete and whole package. And I think it's probably worth. Um, I think they're charging like twelve pounds for it. I think that's worth it. It's it's a nice, um, not point and click, but it's like a puzzle adventure game. Yeah. Um, and you know all the puzzles make sense. That there's you know um, it is very. I see why it started on mobile. It is like, okay, I need to find this object, put it in this. It's got a very tactile feeling mm, to it. it has. Um, you know, the, there's no... In, well, there's an inventory, but... And I guess you do combine, um, like, inventory items. So it still has that, like, kind of old-school point-and-click kind of feeling to it. But um, you are, like, seeing it from first-person mode and, like, tapping into new screens, going mm-hmm. to new areas, unlocking new areas... But yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, the last episode was probably about an hour, so the whole package is probably maybe five, six hours. Yeah, yeah, it must be. I'd say. Mm. Yeah, so definitely recommend it, especially if you're just playing it all in one go now. So yeah, I'm absolutely. Glad they, um, I, 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 the episode. I really enjoyed uh, what I'd played of it, and I, whilst I enjoyed episode five, I'm not sure whether it's just that break that I've had from, from playing it, but I felt that some of the items, some of the things that I needed to progress were kind of just randomly, you know, very randomly placed. There wasn't any sort of uh, reason for some of them to being where they were. I I just had to then just search the environment, basically, for some bits, rather than there being kind of a puzzle or something I needed to do to get to certain things. It was just, okay, where is this? I know I I need Mm -hmm. this. Where is it? I just had to search every screen possible and go mm-hmm. to as many places as possible and it just happened that the one that I needed I never clicked yeah. that side of one screen to take me to another screen so yeah. I don't think I ever that's f- only a problem for people who are picking were picking it up um, picking up the last episode yes yeah for the most people that won't be an issue mm. um, but it was it's funny hearing you say that because that was me every episode, you know, so two, three, four, and five. <laughs> so I was just used to it at that point, and it was like, I got, I got back into the swing pretty easily because mm. I don't know, maybe crevice of my memory, I was just like, oh yeah, that's there, there, there. I remember what I need to do. Don't know how. Um, can't remember what happened yesterday, but I can remember an <laughs> yeah. arbitrary puzzle from this puzzle game <laughs> I played over a year ago. But, but yeah, that'll only be a problem for people who like us have been following it on its yeah on its journey so otherwise yeah things really do they, they match up together pretty well and mm. it's it was nice like just on you know opening new areas and stuff like that so yeah definitely recommend it that yeah. is mobile game number one i'll briefly touch upon mobile game number two um sort of goes with my trend of playing say traffic management sim kind mm. of games this year like after mini metro and um traffics with an x yes yeah. um cosmic express this came out early 2017 i want to say um i got a code for it and 
I started playing it, and this game's hard as balls. So <laughs> I start I stopped playing it, but this like I picked it up again and um, started it over. Started because uh, I didn't really get that far the last time. But uh, basically, it is a puzzle game. You got a, like a grid. Um, the grids vary in sizes, and the aim is to draw a track for this little little train, um, this little cosmic express train to um, pick up these aliens and deliver them to their stops. Um, the certain aliens can only go to certain stops. Um, you have to, sometimes the tra train only has like one carriage, so it's like, oh, I have to deliver the orange alien um, into its, um, like, at its stop before I then go and pick up the purple alien right. and deliver it to its stop, because I can only get one alien well, on the Are train. there set routes like in Mini Metro or is it like as a crow flies darting between stops because it's space? Um it's all it's all seen on a grid. So you only have that that space to work within. So it's very much like spatial puzzles. It's like okay, how do I get this track because um, So there are tracks well, sorry, that, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how do I get this track to this alien first and get to that stop first and then go to that alien and then get that stop first and end up at the exit because um, every every um, every like single level puzzle has entry and an exit and you have to use that space. They're very like small little spaces. Grids are usually like you know four by five maybe a lot more than that maybe probably maximum like ten by ten grid or okay. something like that and you have to use the space efficiently to um, make sure okay got that alien home got that alien home because you can't progress until you get all the aliens at their stops and stuff like that like and then the puzzles start getting real hard <laughs> the, the difficulty spike it just goes straight up um, and like there's these aliens that soil themselves in the carriage so it's <laughs> like um, no other alien wants to use this uh, <laughs> carriage after after like the little green alien that's pooped in there, so it's like I need Yikes. to deliver the like uh, orange and purple ones before I deliver the the, the, the green pooping ones, and <laughs> then they have new mechanics this like crossroads and wormholes, and yeah, it, it's it it's made by the people. Well, so I think two of the devs who worked on a good snowman is hard to build. Oh, um, okay. I mean that. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's like you using like these small spaces and making like really difficult puzzles. Like on the surface, like oh yeah, I can do this, but when you actually get into it, it's like don't have much space to work in, and this is harder than I thought. Um, so it has that really nice like muted pastel coloured like look to it. Like the little train and the aliens are like these chibi little, uh, well you know, cutely designed. Um, characters yeah. and it's got like a kind of almost Futurama like when they go into space with the ship kind of look to it it's got like these domed um, like little 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 places it's very cute but it's really hard <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I think there's about 10 nebulae to open or, up or something um and the good thing is, is that uh, usually when you finish one level, it'll open up another two, so it's not like oh, you so have it's like to a, like a progress one that's by nice. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Have you, have like you finished um, really stuck? 
<laughs> this is an <laughs> ongoing project. <laughs> Fortunately, there's um, there's a, a walkthrough from some guy called Game Solutions on YouTube, and he's got a, he or her has got a walkthrough for every single level. So usually, I just look at like first couple seconds to see <laughs> right what okay, the first which move way is. you make yeah what the first move is. It's like work it out from there. But yeah, they're, they're deceptively hard, and yeah, I mean that. Hmm, that Nova uh, Nebula. That's hmm. looking like a long-term project, you know. Yeah, you tried it forty-seven times. Didn't you? Done, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yes, at least forty-seven. So I have to say this because I because I just made a riff off of Ben's handle. Um, yes, there a podcast I was listening to was um, talking about. It's an American one, so there's Blue Apron, right? Like, that's a standard uh, podcast advertiser. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the meal that they were talking about was the Juicy Loose Burger. Oh! And I was like... Oh. Mm. But also, it was a backlog thing, so it's from, like, three years ago or something. I'm like... <laughs> there's, like I, I, there's no point in me trying to, like, dig this up and, like, send it out. But, like, yeah, I was like, yeah, the Juicy Loose Burger. I yeah. bet that would be... It sounded tasty. Just for that. Yeah. So, American um, listeners, go hassle Blue Apron for a re-release of the Juicy Loose Burger because it sounded good, but mostly because it's a reference to Tanked Up. But tell them that. <laughs> Get them to sponsor us. I don't want That's what I'm saying. Anyway. Exactly. Mm. We need three meals. Yeah, it's perfect. Yes. <laughs> I'd settle for three meals. I was going to make a Brexit <laughs> joke again, but... Oh, oh, anyway. oh, oh. Uh, uh, All the chlorinated <laughs> chicken everywhere. Yeah. Hey, man. I don't know what I would um, do with chlorinated chicken. You know what's going to happen is, like, in the interest of fairness and trade, they're going to chlorinate the tofu just because. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) An even playing field, obviously. Everything's going to be be the same. If you're going to cook seitan because it has a similar texture to chicken, you need to chlorinate it. (laughs) Fairness of market. Moving moving swiftly on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've got a one more... Um, mobile game, and it's called In Bento. It came out came out this week um, uh, from Afterburn uh, Games. Um, Luke, one of the developers, was nice enough to send over a code. Um, nice. I was like, please send me one because it's made by the same devs who made Golf Peaks, which I spoke about. Oh, earlier. nice! Yeah. yeah, I love that game because um, I rinsed it all in one day. And <laughs> The only reason why I haven't rinsed in bento is because I want to savor it like a fine wine. Um, nice. It's it's um, it's more of a traditional puzzle game than golf piece, which was kind of mixing like, you know, playing cards with like golf. Um, yeah, yeah, it so sounded super like weird. Like turn-based golf. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I think it's fifty percent off at the moment, um, or at least on Switch. But yeah, it's got the same like nice, like really, really good looking art and like just relaxing kind of you know welcoming and soft colors to it and yeah it's got a really great like like animation and art to it and um the this is more of a traditional puzzle game in where it's a like three by three grid so nine nine squares in total i think it's nine yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah look at looking at the screenshots yeah. it, it does change <laughs> slightly so there's there's some there's some uh, two by twos, some three by threes. Ooh, I haven't got that. It's like, yet. It's, it's, it's ants marching. Yeah, it's usually a three by three grid. Um, at least most of the ones that I've played. Hurrah. But it's 
it, it's it's riffing on like bento boxes. Mm. Like okay, you need to you know put the food in um, like bento boxes and put them in as efficiently as you can in such a little small space. And it's basically so it's it's like Tetris know, in a in a yeah a, a bunch yeah. of like Tetris. Sorry, I yeah. say this because every time I've moved with someone and I've like <laughs> packed either a storage space or a vehicle like mm-hmm. in a stupidly optimal way they're like you are tetrising i'm like yes that is correct <laughs> but the best part yeah, is yeah, when exactly you line right, it up yeah. your shit doesn't disappear that's why this isn't tetris because <laughs> yeah. i'm not leaving yeah, a block true. such that your shit doesn't disappear i'm making it <laughs> but like yeah, it, but you have like l blocks and yeah like yeah. um you know Tetrises, those T are the block? Long... Do you get T blocks? Yeah. Get L's, T's, S's, yeah. Yeah. boxes. Yeah, and um, yeah, and you basically stack them upon one another to basically in you've got your little box and you're trying to emulate the picture. So it's right. like mm. okay, we want three pieces of tomato at the top, two oh, what looks like bacon, two <laughs> two rice, and you know. But you're getting you're being given like. An object that has like a piece of bacon and a piece of tomato and an L shape. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah, and you have to fit those pieces in um, accordingly. Just like golf beaks, I don't know if there's more than one solution to um, like the levels in right. golf beaks. It did give you that like um, leeway to like experiment and use Go- even yeah. more or less cards. Yeah, than, golf yeah, beaks so. definitely felt like there was more than one option to complete the yeah. puzzle. Yeah. And this kind of maybe feels that way as well. Maybe not so much. It just feels a bit more restrictive. But mm. that's not a bad thing. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, you have unlimited amount of turns. You can, um, you know, rewind your turn. You can, you okay. know, just reset it all together. There's no penalty for getting the wrong thing. You can just, like, okay, I should have done that. You and know, you, do you have unlimited rewinds or, or like, resets or yeah. something? Yeah. yeah. So it, it's and just a nice standard. I've given you a puzzle. Try mm. it. If you're... You can do whatever you need to do to get it done. Yeah. Fuck, I love Trial puzzle games like yeah. that. I, I hate the artificial... <laughs> nope, you didn't rewind... You rewind once and it wasn't... And you fucked up again, yeah. so I guess you're going to die in a fire because this puzzle's not for you. <laughs> you suck balls. And it's like, well, yeah. no, I'm trying to figure out the solution to the puzzle and, like, the... You don't need to make artificial barriers. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Not at all. Good. Yeah, this is nice soothing music background and it's like play at your own pace as many rewinds and undos as you want and yeah it's yeah, just go fuck yourself you know, the... mango boy <laughs> <laughs> that's a callback oh yeah i know i love that game that i know what game. i said anyway yeah mate Brilliant. so i've i've i pre-registered for the release on um on android oh is it not on android it's not out okay. on android yet um it'll be there doesn't give um, me a date doesn't give me a date but i pre-registered mm-hmm. for it so oh, that's good yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I just downloaded but... Agent A, even though a week ago you guys told me about it, and then I forgot to, re- <laughs> down- to actually download it. But you know. well, better late than never. But yeah, in Bento, it's um, it, it's it's really good. And what's even better about it, it's just like Golf Peaks, um, where it introduces uh, like new mechanics. Like in Golf Peaks, they introduce new cards and new um, mm. like yeah. kind of textures to the ground. Yeah. In this one, it's like um. Okay, we're gonna give you not just the um, the pieces to put in there. We're gonna give you these, um, like, let's say, st- state altering like um, pieces. So, oh, if I put this piece on there, and then 
oh, you're giving me this arrow, it'll move and put that arrow on that piece, it'll move down one, or oh, so there's oh. dynamic copy pieces. itself over. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's so. super cool. Yeah, so and, and okay, sorry. What's good, about, what's good about it is that, like, these there's like different, like, what well, not worlds, I don't know what you'd call them, but like worlds, and it's yeah, like, I think there's levels, 12, yeah, like, yeah. Packs of puzzles. Yeah. Like, I think this. I think there might be twelve in total. I think. I'm going very slowly because I like just binged Golf Peaks in one day. <laughs> I mean that's fair. <laughs> I want to savor this a bit more. On but, um, on Android, it mm. says um, the description is food, and cats, and puzzle. Yeah. Oh, Brilliant. I, get, I, right, I mean I'm sold wait, before going around. Have you not yeah. told me about cats? <laughs> Features. I was going to end on that. <laughs> features. But like 100 plus puzzles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's 12 with. Uh, is it 9 in each one? He's just dead. Oh, dude, nine. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Dorian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dorian's 12. Yeah, the podcat, yeah. the only surviving podcat, is 12. <laughs> Mine's around somewhere. He's He's I don't think. Perry's, I mean, Perry's no disrespect to Perry, but like. Perry's not a podcast because he has no, he has never had anything but disdain for where. Oh, he he hates everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he, he's such. I a actually should look back at the my like the first podcast I recorded when I moved back to Bristol because I I remember both Gabe and Dorian just like yelling <laughs> <laughs> and me being like, "Oh, this is bad audio." <laughs> until, until we like we were like. Podcasts, podcasts. These podcasts are the podcast like mascot. Like, I, but I definitely remember the the like. This is not great audio. Well, audio. <laughs> like, I, I live in a small flat, and they're either in the room yelling to get out, or out of the room yelling to get in. <laughs> Can't win really. Uh, anyway, uh, um, but, but yes, but yes the, the uh, podcast is still alive, and yeah. Um, while Lucy looks up whatever she's looking up. Um, yeah, I, I got Dorian was... 11 years ago yesterday, which is Yay! crazy. Woo! That's a time long time. Flies. And he was a year old. Especially in cat years. Yeah. That's like 77 years. Right, I mean, he's basically dead, which <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you, if a, you looked at the video old, where I like man. pointed the camera at him, like that's what he looks like. He's, mm. Life begins at 77. Um, yeah, it's got 109 levels in total. Uh, I mean, they just dropped. Uh, some DLC for Go- Golf Peaks a few weeks ago, so probably expect, uh, and that was free. Maybe expect some DLC on Invento in the future. Yeah, mm. I'm on right. uh, World Nine of Twelve. So yeah, and yeah, I mean, it, it it does a nice thing that like not many puzzle games do, where they introduce a new mechanic, but it's only used in like that world. They don't just then stack, keep stacking those mechanics. Oh, okay. It's like, so, so it's like we're going to use this mechanic and we're going to make it challenging within its own world. Oh, I really just... like that. So yeah. it's like mm-hmm. it's like old school Mario, where it's like now you're in the underwater world, but you will mm-hmm. never have to deal with underwater again. Yeah, yeah. I so kind of like, like that because I mean, if it's done I, I, right, I like, like then you get place. the depth yeah. of what this mechanic does without yeah. the headache of if I came back to this like two weeks from now. I don't remember how I passed these other things. Yeah. That's really it's, smart. I mean, the, I mean I, they might do it in the later levels. I don't know. Who knows? Even if they yeah. do, but so far... You Tune know, in next they, week where Lucy teach. says there's the last three <laughs> oh, levels wrong. are awful because they're just compounding all of the things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
no, but it was, I mean, it sounds be, like the game design is definitely like, here's a new thing, squiggle, yeah. and like, mm-hmm. let's inhabit the squiggle all the way, which yeah. is really refreshing because it's almost, it's always the build upon. I've actually, yeah. until you said that, I didn't even think that, what if you just had a squiggle and then that was the squiggle? Yeah, like but it says something it, yeah, about game design it, that like yeah massively yeah that they can oh, introduce and make you know what I mean right like uh, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah, built yeah, upon yeah, because yeah. It, the whole point is to make it kind of tortuous but what if the tortuousness was this thing that you've just learned and thus it's in your like immediate short term buffer absolutely that's really good game, yes. game design yeah. you don't need to yeah. then say but what if I combine this with this other thing yeah mm-hmm. returns this thing that you haven't done for the last fifteen puzzles. We're suddenly going yeah. to just throw this in again and make make you do three hoops rather than just the one that we've we've but thrown in in, in certain complexities. So. Especially because uh, often this, on mobile games, but in puzzle games in general, you tend to pick it up and put it down again. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. it's much easier to get still live the challenge when it's hard. When it's like you just need to remember this set of rules. Mm-hmm. No, this set of rules, yeah. and because we're on level nine, eight other sets of rules that yep. haven't impacted you really a lot because all of the like initial moves of this world have been teaching this new thing. And so we've ignored all those other things. So if you come back to it a week later, you have to remember all the things you needed to do to figure mm-hmm. it out. Yeah, absolutely. You played mm-hmm. you played Golf Peaks in you know, in one sitting. Whereas I played it over about two or three weeks, and finding those those little moments where I could kind of think, well, I'll I'll, I'll just get one puzzle done, or I'll get two two puzzles done, and having five minutes to be able to play, and instantly clicking in and be like, okay, I know exactly what everything I'm presented with is going to allow me to do. I just need to work it out in within the confines of what i have available to me okay blah 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 no that didn't quite work i'm one square away so actually i need to move across this way i need to do this instead you know rather than just okay shit i've got to do this but i've got to take this into account i've got to take this into account yeah you know uh, golf peaks worked really well in that uh in, in not allowing too many variables onto each of the um, yes. you know, I think that's a really good and way of the puzzles. saying that which is like we can only like juggle so many variables and mm. if you focus on a minimum amount of those you can make those variables really intricate and hard but when yeah, you exactly. are constantly building on things and you're like well juggle nine variables so the best I can do is a surface level interpretation of all nine things and that, that's yeah. hard in the sense of memory management but it's not hard in the sense of like intuiting or thinking of the solution of a puzzle and when you just have the one variable or two variables you get to go deep yeah exactly and as you said it's just great game design they within nine levels they teach you know introduce you to the mechanic teach you how to use it and then make that mechanic challenging Mm. and then before you can get bored of it it's like okay moved on to the next set of levels like on world nine i'm now just at the point where it's like I know you don't don't have any of the you know altering ones where we rotate pieces or copy pieces and stuff like that. No, it's just you're about to stack in there. Yeah, yeah. and they're nice. hard, <laughs> and they're much harder. So, yeah, it's it's good. Pick up Inventor. I think it's two pounds ninety nine pence. Sounds oh, great. Oh, nice. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. 
but it's, it's like 109 levels. It's not going to overstay I mean, its welcome. It's going to want you want it a bit more, which is always the best from a puzzle. But game at that, that price, you that can't complain spot. unless the levels take one click to finish, and even then, it's still mm. two hundred nine clicks or whatever. Like, <laughs> I'll still be tapping at me, still be stamping <laughs> at my screen every time I go to the toilet. So, um, Lucy, oh, it's got cats in it. Sorry, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that was going to be yeah. the clanger, but right, cats yeah, in but but Ben ruined that, cats. and then I ruined <laughs> Ben's reveal of ruining that because I then ranted about game design. The cats are stacking sushi. Yeah. Yeah. No. Have you tried to stack cats? It doesn't work. When I own two cats, no. I tried to put one cat on another cat. They no, never that's liked not it. Gonna, that's not going to work. They'll lie on top of each other. Oh that's, yeah, that's that's consensual. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, like I mean, what are you they, doing? I mean, they, to me? they loved grooming each other. They loved cuddling. I was like, okay, well, why don't one of you wear the other one as a backpack? No. <laughs> <laughs> they do not want you involved. Yeah, I'm just saying, cat stacking isn't the thing. No. So. I assume, Lucy, that with that being the third one, that is the, the end of the mobile right, games the corner, mobile corner. Yep. this week. It's, it's oh, done man. for another week. <laughs> Probably about next. <laughs> good, good. So, mm. Adol, we're going to move on to you this week. What have you What have you brought this week that you'd like to discuss? Oh, uh, I thought we would talk about today's Nintendo Direct. He says, yes, dragging his computer towards him so he can remember what happened on said Direct. Yes, some wild stuff. Uh, As a non Nintendo um, holder, I know nothing. Did you know that Bro- Deadly Premonition is coming? Back? I did know Deadly Premonition is coming because so many <laughs> fucking people are talking and, about and, it. And number two. Yeah. There's a sequel. Is this, and there's yeah. going to be a sequel. Yes. Deadly yeah. Premonition what? 1 is immediately available on Switch, mm-hmm. but mm. number two was announced coming out on Switch. Um, yeah, it was bizarre. Yeah, you don't just bizarre. You're like, and I was like, just went to Swery's Twitter straight away. Yeah, are you involved? And he is. Is it like, are you okay? Are you alright? Last message was like, good night. I love you all. (laughs) (laughs) Like the previous night. Um, So (laughs) like, Swery, I'm back. Are you awake, Swery? What's so, going on? I think it's worth, if we have the time, to go through some of the big moves that happened in that Direct, because it was actually more contentful than I thought. Yeah, there was just like, on Tuesday, it's like, yeah, I'm in Direct tomorrow. Yeah, and, and then it's and like, I oh shit. Bonkers right. thing. But like, yeah. so, the the, the big thing that I'm sure everyone and, and their dog already knows is Overwatch is coming to the Switch. Um, oh, that no, was, uh, yeah. yeah, I think that they announced that first, because of like, yeah. You but all like, know this. <laughs> so I think the um, the big thing that comes out of that is I don't think it's the best platform for this type of com- competitive multiplayer. I think it will be interesting, but I, I, I'm kind of like people still buy it. Sorry, it'll still sell out. Oh, it'll still sell out. Oh, it'll sell out. But like, I think I got a free version on the PC, but then my P- my graphics card died, so I never had to play. But like. Mm. I have a couple friends. I've got a friend who streams Overwatch on Twitch, and she's like got the huge dual monitor, like water cooled, blah blah blah. Uh, and it's like, well, obviously it's going to be less than that, but also because of even with the Pro Controller, I just don't see because the Pro Controller can't be the default. I just don't see this being the competitive environment, which is what it Overwatch be. is. People. 
uh, people who love Overwatch will buy it. I mean, right, but I'm, I'm saying the you know, default and they'll on the play Switch it once and won't they'll go there. back to their PC. Yeah. Well, the, 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 that's all that will happen. It's like it's 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 a money printer. Yeah. Is so, there, so the is point there, I'm trying to there, make is that like this is a really good move for Blizzard and Nintendo because it's a well-known competitive thing. But I don't think that people who compete or, or really give a shit about Overwatch mm-hmm. will change platforms. Um, what, what, can you? But, but, but does that but matter? The, like, is it not a you know because it's Blizzard? Is it not like a unified account? Can you not take your accounts? No, no, because right. they don't have that across platform already. Okay, yeah, that that's why I'm saying it. Sorry, I guess I should have caveated this with. Well, that's even more of a reason why people just buy it and be like, oh, look, I'm playing Overwatch on the train that one time and never pick it up again. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so I think PC or PS4 So this is why I wanted to bring fine. this up because I think. Um, PS4 and Xbox overwatching has also been kind of not as competitive as PC for the standard moves. And so I feel this is like a if you've never you know about Overwatch, you you only have this thing, go try it out. And maybe there'll be an interesting competitive environment, but the esports is... like people won't give a shit. But yeah. also this this is just gonna be a huge money <laughs> grab because use those sticks. But, but, but <laughs> I say this because the Fortnite people mm-hmm. have been mocked by the Overwatch people for a while about like you're not really playing a real game or whatever. Like I, I don't, I don't respect that move, but I suspect that this will cause people to buy Overwatch so they can say I'm playing Overwatch. But then the rebuke will be this is baby Overwatch or something stupid because it'll I, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying that's the right move yeah. or even substantiated. I'm this, saying this is like a money grab that works because of the dynamics of the gaming dialogue but ultimately I, do, I don't see Switch Overwatch being something that people pay attention to they, they definitely 99% of the people who are going to buy Overwatch on Switch have Overwatch on another platform so you think no it's one's like, going to be like oh I want to play Overwatch now I'll buy it on my Switch nobody's going to be like so you think it's like people who, who like are, want to play the game recognize it's a suboptimal but the like other perks are worth Flexing. They're going to be like, I can play Overwatch yeah. on the go. They'll play it once on the go, and then they'll never touch it again. Yeah. yeah. So this is why and I'm saying precisely that it was like dollars for Blizzard every time. The way they pitched it is like, <laughs> it's like Street Fighter. This is a new competitive environment. This new environment, but like I, I, I think it will work, is but it, not to the it, degree that people who care Overwatch about it will crossplay. No, that's why I'm saying this. Oh. Well. There'll be enough people playing it because millions of people. Right. Buy yeah, so, so it. I think <laughs> so. What might be interesting is if this partnership actually comes out with a very interesting, like, competitive, like, no. given the restrictions That's of. <laughs> but like other than that, fire, it's just going to be. No well, one's going to This play is a like casual. Like, I want to like pay attention to the meta and it's on the go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like people would, you know, people who love Street Fighter Two bought Street Fighter Two on the Switch because it's like, yeah, it's. Portable. Nobody's ever going to play Street Fighter 2 on the Switch with that directional pad. Yeah. Nobody's going to do it. Yeah. But they're like, I have Street Fighter. Yes. Mm. The, I mean, but this is why <laughs> this is why I wanted to bring it up because it felt more like a quirk slash cash grab that won't really last because the people who like Overwatch like it for a specific reason. Even when they're like, I don't like where the meta's going and blah blah blah. Like the switch isn't going to solve that problem because that problem is either design or like really specific being able to input exactly what you want stuff. 
And there's no way the Switch can give you better versions of that than where it already is. But that's every port on Switch. Right, right, but but like this is why I think... So why I wanted to bring it up, not just because it was the big news, was because it seems more obvious that's what's going on with this type of game. It'd be like bringing, like, in the same thing, like, what if we put StarCraft 2 on the Switch? Yeah, you could play it, but it's not going to be the same, and no one's going to be competitive. I don't think anyone expects it to be the same. Though. Right, but... but I don't think anyone's going uh, to buy Overwatch expecting to have that I think people scene. think that they could get play it in the same game. way. I don't think people would. It's, no, it's no, a double I, dip I, for I, people. I think people yeah. will recognize immediately that they won't. Like, your first claim that like people will play it a couple of times and be like, this isn't the same. And some of them will be like, mm-hmm. it's close enough, I don't care. So, like, for a quick mm-hmm. pickup match where I can just, like, do my generic moves and, like, figure things out, this will be really good because I can do it on the train. But, like, where when I really want to play Overwatch, I'm never going to reach for my Switch. I think that's the move. Yeah, because you need Wi-Fi anyway. And you oh, don't even yeah. start it on that. But like, so it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like so, nobody's gonna buy Doom to play that the first time on their Switch. Oh no, there's definitely. I know people, people have done that because they don't have other systems. Like, yeah, yeah, but they're not gonna expect to play Doom. No, they think they're playing Doom <laughs> and they like the game because that's what they play. Oh, they are playing Doom. No, but just like, a terrible version. Just not yeah. to the same level but as Lucy. I'm saying, I know much. people who love playing yeah. games and play it a lot, but only have the one system. And when Doom yeah. comes along, they're like, cool, I get to play Doom. And they don't think that I'm playing a subpar version of Doom. It's only people like us who've played Doom and then maybe will bother playing on the Switch and be like, oh, I see where they cut corners. See that. Like, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And it, I think it's great that people have that avenue if they don't want to shell out on. Well, it's not that expensive to get Xbox on PlayStation, but that's beside the point. Just not have a traditional console to yeah. play it. But. Or an expensive PC, but it's just like that's not that's usually not the audience. Um, well, it is, but it's not a massive part of the audience. The biggest part of the audience is people who have already played these games. I don't actually know if that's again. true with mm. the Switch. I actually um, don't I, think I that think is it's the case. Just, I think that's probably like seventy percent of the people. I, I don't. I mean, we're not going to maybe for Overwatch, but I don't think for Doom and stuff. Point. Like, I think. But these ports are there because the double dipping is real. So, like, how many people played no, Diablo? But and I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not discounting that <laughs> double dipping is real. But I, 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 I know enough people mm-hmm. who only have a Switch who are interested in other games that when they hear it comes to the Switch, they think I'm getting this game, and they don't think I'm getting the Switch version. They think I get to play this game. So it's going to be the same as something like The Witcher Three. You know, minus the competitive sort of element to it, but people who haven't played that yet, and it's insane that anyone hasn't played that because it's been on sale on every platform ever. But if you don't have another platform, exactly, you then suddenly get to. What kind of what interests me a little bit more is how much this is going to come out for as well. What the retail price for? It's going to be six. No, it's going to be always more expensive. Yeah, and people will never not going to be that because it has to support its online play. Blah blah blah. Like they, it's ridiculous. They have all (laughs) kinds of reasons to like tell you that's going to be the case. Mm. Um, so anyway, I, I didn't want to ju- this to just be the Overwatch thing because none of us play. But I, I also I think um, I disagree with what Lucy. Do you mean I'm going to buy it now and buy it on my Switch? 
But like, <laughs> I, I disagree with Lucy in the sense that I don't think it's gonna, the main market is double dipping. But I do agree that like, it's this isn't the definitive Overwatch just sure. based on hardware, yeah. etc. But it might be an it might be an interesting mo- microcosm. Um, yeah, but so I mean, the, so that's that's probably a good place for us to finish this week. Like, there's other but, there's but other I just Nintendo want to say one thing, stuff. Okay, which is mm-hmm. Oprah Din's coming to the Switch. Oh, yeah. coming to all consoles. That's cool. Yeah, is it? Yeah, okay. yeah. So, like, there's a bunch of things that happened in the Nintendo Direct, but I really loved that Oprah Din was like a reveal because mm. it's an indie game and it was great and like mm. it's super great that it's a it kind of came on the heels of Overwatch. Like, that's why I wanted to bring it up, was, like, we're at a point where indies have enough market penetration if they're successful that they get to be in the same playing field as Blizzard's Behemoth. Like, Mm -hmm. that's super interesting. I know we don't have a lot of time, but, like, people are just, like, in in the gaming groups I'm in, people are just as excited about this than Overwatch. I mean, I think it's a maybe a slight problem for overwatch but a big win for Oprah den is like yeah i didn't get to play I this i have a switch yeah. this seems super cool yeah i think it'll translate well to controls as well um it's not an intense you know game that you don't even have to do any typing on it i don't think so yeah um yeah I think the biggest news for me was just that Snow's games are... Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean Ben cut me off, so... Well, they're out now, so... No, it's all right, yeah. I th- but other than that, I don't think there were many big things. I yeah, so the, th- the three things I legit- yeah. legitimately wanted to talk yeah. about was Overwatch, because it's Overwatch, Overden, because... Isn't it great that Overden's getting sim- similar billing, and then um, finally the SNES games are coming to the <laughs> virtual console? too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Everything else, good. But, but I mean, I want to play Super Mario World again. I might actually finish Link to the Past now, and I'm just going to hide myself away from the world and play Super Metroid. For the the, my problem is that like, <laughs> I wouldn't want to play Link to the Past when I know that I can play Link to the Past in like a couple of weeks on the like claymation huge interesting idea oh the new one yeah Link's Awakening sorry yeah yeah. I'm just saying they're so similar like in style yeah they they came out really close year to year they're the like progenitors of the modern Zelda game and one is new and I have fond memories on the Game Boy version and it's all this Mm. really interesting graphical stuff but the same idea I'm gonna play that I'm just I'm not gonna touch this nest link because (laughs) That it's too close to me paying full price for the Game Boy one. Mm. Yeah. Well, I need to be a, uh, stop being a fake gamer and finish it. So. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll lose my gaming. You lose your cred, mate. Gone. Yeah. Your cred's just gone instantly. Yeah. So. That's assuming I yeah. had some to begin with. Good. Yeah. Well, you do, Lucy. The ultimate gamer Ooh, in all of our the conversations. Mobile gamer, Can I yeah. just. <laughs> have, have either of you played a single round of Overwatch? No. Um, no, I, I tried, yes, I tried the demo, I knew you were a the no. guns all felt the same. I knew you were a maybe, I've played <laughs> one round, and I was like, I played the demo, uh, yeah. yeah, none of the guns feel like they have any weight to them. Yeah. Mm. Every character felt the same, yeah. and I was like, it looks cool, but I'm at. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. 
Not every game is I, for I everybody. I wanted to bring this up because I But think there is that, a game oh. for everybody. <laughs> oh, shit. Hashtag game for everyone. Oh, you've, you've undone me. Um, <laughs> Did that come out in 2016? Yeah, it must be Ooh, 2016. Time, 2016. As you pointed out, what is time? Exactly. Yeah. Right, it is time, it, though, to go. The year of the hitman. <laughs> every year's the year had of to, Hitman. I have to just drop a yeah. Nova forty seven every year. Uh so we drank some beers. Uh your own handle. Yeah, it's it's, it's somewhere. It's somewhere Come in my on, mind. I get you're cutting mind. us off to get this done, but do it right. Yeah. Adam. <laughs> two beers this week. A cloud water and uh a beer from America, half acre. Which did you prefer? Yeah, uh, I so if you like Simcoe and want to or don't know what Simcoe is and want to experience Simcoe, get the Cloud Water um, CY18 Simcoe. Um, but my choice is actually going to be the Chicago uh, Double Daisy Cutter Capra Double Pale Ale. Um, mm. And it ultimately comes down to um, balance. So the Simcoe did, did all the Simcoe things, but it did it in a way that was like, Here's your four, here's your finish, and like, oh, it's kind of awkward in between. And the um, the Double Daisy Cutter just was a more balanced beer, and also I think it didn't help them that they clearly, I, I, I would be surprised if they didn't have Simcoe hops in here because of that similar taste. But like, sure. overall the taste profile was more rounded, more balanced. Uh, the nose matched the initial taste, the initial taste didn't somehow depart and it just felt more yeah more well-rounded a more easy taste profile things happened mm-hmm. wasn't plain it was just like oh cool but i'm still tasting the same beer mm-hmm. while the um cloud water was consistently leaving me dry because of the pineiness etc which is fine for exhibiting simcoe but for having a beer it was kind of like I'm reaching for this because I feel like I have to because I want the sweetness of the initial hit versus the dryness and bitterness of uh, and like resininess of the f- aftertaste and there wasn't a balance there so it's like um, today I wanted a beer that didn't leave me lacking sure they're both really good beers but the one was more well rounded so when I reached for it I wanted to be reaching for it versus I'm reaching for it because what else I'm going to do? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Qu- quick aside, if you do want to experience like different hops um, on their own, just see what that flavor profile is like. Kernel's a good place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't had the other ones from Cloudwater. I'm I'm going to assume they're going to be similar, which is exhibiting the strengths um, and weaknesses of these these hops. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I guess, kind of, to be honest, it's like, I get exhibiting the whole profile, but Cloud, I know Cloudwater can do a more well-rounded, balanced mm-hmm. beer, and I was sort of disappointed that, it, yeah, sure, there, there's problems with doing this sort of dry resinous finish, and then they were like, well, but that's what we're doing, and that's what we want to do. So if you want to yeah. experience yeah. that, yeah, but I, it doesn't make for a beer I'm going to reach for again because of this mm-hmm. how about you Ben Yeah, um, I think I would reach for both beers again um, I, I'm i not sure which one I would go with more than the other the The Vocation of Magic Rock uh, Hangloose 
epic West Coast IPA. I mean, it wasn't epic. Let's just, just remove that word. It was a good West Coast IPA. It showed off the style well, had a load of bitterness to it, had those lovely tropical fruit flavours, and then gave me that lasting, lasting bitterness sort of at the end, a little bit dry. The raspberry chocolate donut stout from Wildcard, full of raspberry, little bit of chocolate in there, little bit thin, uh, good for a summer stout, good for mm. good to follow up other beers. So if you are if you're stacking in a load of different beers for an evening, this is a very nice beer to kind of have more towards the end of your evening. Um, to follow up a load of the other beers that you've already had, maybe, yeah, almost. Maybe, maybe not the final beer that you would have. You know, maybe you would end up on that super thick, creamy stout from from somebody. But um, I think I will go with the vocation and Magic Rock Brewing Hang Loose, just because it it just showcases West Coast IPA very very well. And we've been getting a few of these Good. that that just do a a style. I think it was I cannot remember what brewer it was, but I had another West Coast IPA a few weeks ago, which just did West Coast IPA really really well. Yeah. And it might have been the duration, it might be the duration bit, um, the dripping pitch. That's what it was. Duration dripping pitch just did right. West Coast IPA really really well, and this does West Coast IPA really well. Um, the donut stout, the raspberry chocolate donut stout from Wildcard, lovely beer. Not quite what I wanted from uh, a stout as such. Nice to have and nice to put into your rotation of beers. But that West Coast IPA from Vocation and Hang Loose was just a, a, a very good um, a very good representation of the style. And it was lovely. Yeah. Lovely bitterness. Lovely tropical fruits. Done. I would drink that again and again and again and again, I think, this evening. Excellent. So, that's my pick. It's quite a... I said it was really hard, but actually it was quite easy. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. if you'd like to tell me about why I'm wrong about my beer selection this week Go from Tesco's, it's, well, you, you could, but I'd rather have a lovely conversation with you at Nova underscore 47 on Twitter or Nova underscore 47 on your platform of choice. Adol, how do people talk to you? Uh, if they've emerged from the fire, they should be dying and they should contact me at the Omniarch T-H-E-O-M-N-I-A-R-C-H Lucy all the things except Switch yeah, yeah. Uh, so Lucy uh, how do lovely people talk me, to you send me your link to the past walkthroughs um, <laughs> at <laughs> Juicy Loose 9 everywhere on Twitter Xbox Playstation yeah. Steam nice you can get and life oh just life in general. Default. Yep. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> Mate, can you have an yeah. at at the start of your name through Default? <laughs> that might be illegal. Mm, so. Possibly. possibly. Now, you know someone, you know some stupid YouTubers probably tried it and British court and been like, go. Oh, I absolutely. Like, it's go your boy <laughs> at Max Power. Bruh, bruh, bruh. 10 years ago there definitely was uh, some the judge a couple who tried to put an emoji as um, just their yeah. kid's name and because yeah. of the uh, input mechanisms of applying for things they could but then there was a whole court case of whether they were allowed yeah. to because what you could apply to input wise wasn't what people were used to but I think it was mm. just a smiley face as their child's name <laughs> How would Which, you pronounce that? 
colon parentheses. <laughs> Just call them colon. I mean, the problem is it would have to be colon left parentheses because otherwise it could be either, right? Colon dash. I mean, just right, call right colon. parentheses. Just call them colon. Right parentheses. Colon. Hey, Colin. 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 Yeah. Colin, Mr. Colin. Oh, if you'd like to get hold of all of us, we are <laughs> Act Tanks I mean, Cast. Why would you? On Twitter or on uh, Instagram. You can go to outoflives.net to look at loads of articles, listen to other podcasts, all the Out of Lives Facebook page to see everything that posts up on outoflives.net. You can go and see why I really like Dark Crystal, The Age of resistance puppets lucy puppets <laughs> yeah those weird looking puppets i'm never gonna watch that's fucking it's fucking i'm super looking forward watch, to it no. enraptured i was enraptured yeah. the fucking entire time because i'm sure i watched that um, as a so kid, ben I think did I you rewatch the, the movie after you watched the show no that's that's gonna be that's gonna be this weekend i think i'm gonna watch the movie this weekend uh, if you don't rewatch Labyrinth, then you're doing yourselves a disservice. <coughs> oh, a Labyrinth will because... come straight after. It's going to be a double. It's going to be a double showing of the Dark Crystal, and then it instantly Labyrinth, the Baby of the Pack, exactly. I'm going to think about playing Gears and Control all weekend and not get around to it. So uh, it's my weekend. Nice. I'm hopefully going to open a video game. Open a video game. <laughs> <laughs> or like the cardboard hey, box. We yeah. all know this is a big step for me. I'm going to open a video game. It's good. Good for you. Yeah. Good. Any anyone in mind? We'll discuss. Well, we can discuss which one. That's too much pressure, man. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 that'll come tomorrow. That'll come tomorrow. <laughs> so for another week, we've been tanked up. Bye. Oh, Bye. More like open a can of beer on the weekend. Ciao. <laughs> I really thought you were to say can of beans, and I was like, what is she open for? <laughs> And I was like, oh, this is just my weird mind. And then you didn't say that. And then I said this. And now we have a weird, like, warm closed versus a closed open. www.outoflives.net